0: In this episode, we review the anti-abortion film, Unplanned. I'm Michael Rett, and this is Authentic Christianity. Okay, before we get started um, discussing the film, Unplanned, there was one thing I did want to mention about you too, because I brought them up. A band like you, too, they're, they're really Christians. They know how to be Christians. They are so Christ like. They give to charity. They have really helped so much with the AIDS victims in Africa, even getting President George W. Bush to, to give more money there. And, you know, Christians don't like them because they don't preach as they think they should preach. But they are living a Christ like life, and we could all do for their, follow their example. So, unplanned. On Plan was made by the um, same guys, um, same group that made the movie, the awful, 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 awful film, God's Not Dead. Terrible film. And then they made a second one. Uh, God's Not Dead stars Kevin Sorbo of Hercules fame, a show of the 90s that I enjoyed because I like Greek mythology. Sacrilegious. And Kevin Sorbo was also in a film called Soul Surfer, and he's been in some other stuff too. And Soul Surfer was was in that same vein of, of Christian themes, but it was actually done fairly well. It about a girl that, a surfer, I think in Hawaii, who got her arm bitten off by a shark, survived, and fought so that she could surf again. And it was done pretty well. Well, God's not dead, I mean he's like an atheist and this professor and then he he like dies on his deathbed. He's like, I believe. And it's just, it's so cheesy. And it's like you wince those wincing moments. Where you're like, Ooh, God. it's like when the kids try the geeky kid trying to ask out the pretty girl. And you're like, Ugh, you know, and he doesn't know how to do it. That's what God's not dead. So I, I, I go in whenever I watch any of these, you know, so-called Christian films with, with a healthy dose of skepticism. Also realizing two things. One, God can work through anything. And that I need to withhold judgment for a time. Um, It's not easy to do because this is my field, the acting field. It's um, one thing I've studied extensively and been a part of and done some acting in films and whatnot. So low-budget film. And I wonder if low-budget films can still be made really well. So one of my favorite films of all time, and it was a low-budget film, was called SLC Punk. It was, um, came out in the 97, 98. Um, it's about punk rock in Salt Lake City, Utah in the 80s, starring Matthew Lillard and some other very, fairly well-known names. Low budget, done really well. This low budget film, I wonder, there are so many actors out there that will work for low pay because they want to get their names out there. I was one of them for a little while. I did plenty of student films, plenty of, um, not plenty, I did some student films and um, other films where I received little to no pay. You know, I was happy to get some food and a bed to sleep in. And granted, that was in New York and there's plenty of actors in Cali, you know, but other areas as well. So I don't know where this film was filmed, uh, the location, but I'm telling you, you can't find talented actors like in Fireproof. Uh, you couldn't find, like, there was some, but you couldn't find all. Like, were you just talking to the guy who's like, oh, yeah, I would love to be in a film. And it's like, do you have any experience? You know, I was like, hey, I would love to preach today. Have you ever preached before? Can we watch you first? So, eh, you know, maybe it's like a little league team where you have to take everyone on the team. So there was a little bit of that. The guy that played... The dad and the husband were probably the worst of the actors. Um, The lead, the girl, woman that plays Abby Johnson, um, did a fairly good job. You know, she showed a a good range of emotions. Um, So this movie is very intense. Um, It was emotionally draining. And I'm going to discuss kind of just what the movie was about, what it meant, how it did it. But I'm also going to discuss it as a film and how it was as a film. You know, Unfortunately, I can see this happening at Easter, talking to some of my family members, you know, I'll say, well, I didn't like this about the film. Well, why didn't you like it? I didn't say I didn't like it. I said, I didn't like this about the film. As if it's not okay to critique something with a quote, Christian label. Um, we need to look beyond binary arguments, you know, most arguments are much more nuanced than that, and we need to be intellectually honest, and we need to sharpen each other, um, knowing it's okay to to obviously criticize something constructively with grace and truth. So, the film starts off about Abby Johnson. It's based on a true story, and I'm always wondering how true to life certain things are, especially the one character Cheryl, who's like the Cruella De Vil of of the film. And so it starts off, so she's the director of a Planned Parenthood in Texas. Planned Parenthood, as many of you may know, they provide um, pregnancy tests, other female cares. I believe they do mammograms and they provide abortions. Federally funded from the government, though, according to the law, those funds are not supposed to be used for abortions, whether they are or not. Always corruption in the government. So, Abby is the director. She is asked to assist in an abortion, something she had never done before. She holds the ultrasound to the baby um, on the on the, the the girl's womb, who's in there. Seems like a young girl, and apparently they don't let the women see the ultrasound because women who see the ultrasound are much less likely to abort. And then the doctors puts the instrument in and they show the whole thing. And then the baby's gone in the ultrasound. I wish I had looked away for all of it, but I caught a little bit of it. I can never unsee that. I was bawling cause I'm so, so sensitive. Um, any pain and it just, it made me bawl. I had to walk out and I've, I don't walk. I don't do that. I don't leave movies and I don't ever hardly ever not watch. Um, Having a 19-month-old son now does change some of that. So it starts off pretty intensely. And I I was wondering about that choice because I knew that's how it started. And um, I went to see it with American Christian School where I teach. So there was 10th, 11th, and 12th grade students in there along with the teachers and some parents. Starting off so intensely, is that going to turn people off? Are people just going to check out? Are they going to leave? I don't know. So then it backtracks, it goes, you know, it backtracks to um, her life. She was growing up in college. She got pregnant, she had an abortion and she had another one. Um, she got pregnant by the same guy after she divorced him and, um, you know, she didn't tell her parents. So she actually lived in a Christian family and she was they were all churchgoers and whatnot, and which makes it interesting um, because her family did not support at all her working for Planned Parenthood. Even the guy she married, he loved her. He said he loved her, and he married her, still knowing she worked there. And they show some scenes where they're disagreeing and and whatnot. They shame her a little bit, um, but they they still love her. And so she starts off as a volunteer. You know, just what the volunteers would do is as, as women would pull up to the clinic, there would be protesters on the other side. Some of them were really like jerky protesters calling them murders and this and that. And some were much more benign, much friendlier, and would just want to talk to the women, telling them if there are other options. and that's actually. And so it was Abby's job initially to escort these women past these protesters. And then she works her way up, and eventually she becomes the clinic director. So some of the stronger scenes in the film were at the fence with the protesters, where they were with a pro-life group. I think it was like 40 Days to Life, something like that. And Abby strikes up, you know, kind of a friendship with one of the the women and that woman's husband who was the director of the, that place. And you know, they're they're genuine. They just want to get to know her and, and talk about her and they can even joke with each other. And that's really what Christianity should be. If there's someone you disagree with even so sharply on such an issue like abortion, you know, Christians, we should be able to, and and if you're not a Christian listening to this, you should be receiving this type of love and grace and people should not be condemning you and yelling at you and shaming you or guilting you. Um, God will convict you. So if you haven't received, if you receive such shame and guilt, I'm sorry. I do apologize for on behalf of the Christians that have done that to you. Um, and if you give out such shame and guilt and, and condemn people as if we're in a Twitter war, you know, stop. Just stop doing that. That's my admonishment, direct criticism of you guys. Um, most Christians I know are not like that, you know, that, that I know anyway. So she works her way up to be director. And um, the director before her, who moves on to another position, is the Cruella Deville character. And like a total like dominating, like we're doing this. You know, she finds out Abby gets pregnant. And the director is not happy about it. She's like, you know, we could take care of that. No, Abby wants to give, have a baby. And that's when you start seeing it, things getting chipped away for Abby. So this is the strength of, one of the strengths of the film is Abby's journey. She starts off um, pretty staunch. We're here to help women, um, support women, reproductive rights. Don't tell me what I'm doing is wrong. You know, she's coming from a place where she had two abortions, and she couldn't. She didn't think she could tell her parents. She never told her parents. Um, and then when she has her own baby, she sees that love. Then she sees some of the suffering of some of the women in the church. One of the girls that goes in almost dies after the abortion. There was an issue. I think I don't think they got all the all the pieces of the baby out, which was another tough scene. They go into the room because after an abortion, they have to count all the baby parts. To make sure it's there. And they had like a little obviously wasn't a real baby, but a small, like little baby. And it looks it looks like a baby. Um, that was a heart-wrenching scene. So the fact that this one girl almost died, and this girl's like a teenager. You see Abby start to get it starts to chip away at her until that you know, fateful scene where she runs out and leaves Planned Parenthood forever. And then she actually gets sued and she actually wins the lawsuit. Um, They were going to try to basically discredit her because she was coming out and saying everything Planned Parenthood did. So then after this film, about one ninety-four Planned Parenthood volunteers saw this film and left Planned Parenthood, which is about 1% of all their volunteers. This is according to a CBN article, Christian Broadcasting Network article. So this film is having an impact. Who is it having an impact on? So there's three types of of audiences when it comes to a persuasive, anything persuasive. Usually you think of speech, but we can look at this film as a persuasive film because that's what it's trying to do. You have the receptive audience, the neutral audience, and the non-receptive audience. So the non-receptive audience, the people who are pro-abortion or pro-choice, well, nothing is going to, this film is not going to change them one bit. It's as if a Republican politician was speaking to Democrats saying, this is, no, 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 that's not going to work. You have the neutral audience. I'm not sure what I think. You may persuade that some of them. Um, then you have the receptive audience who already think what you think. They believe what you believe. So the politician speaking to his or her base is rallying the troops. And that's really what this film was. It was a rallying of the troops. Christians, pro-lifers, rise up, stand up more for the board, pray more, um, volunteer more, help more, talk to people more. And that's the kind of film it was. And that's fine that that's what this film was trying to do. There's nothing wrong with that at all. And anyone who says otherwise is is wrong. So some of the, um, the reviews um, split right along party lines, if you will. So The Guardian, um, which is pretty left-leaning, uh, called it a gory mess. There was some tough scenes, the opening scene. Uh, the scene where the, the one girl almost dies, there's there's blood. And the scene where Abby takes the abortion pill for her second abortion, she's in the shower in her bathroom, and there's a lot of blood. It's it's pretty raw. Um, I don't know if it was – I wondered if it was too raw, if that might just – not because that's not what it is. You should see what it is, but if sometimes it may turn people off. I don't know. It wasn't like a slasher flick, though. That's why I wouldn't call it a gory mess. Um, the Chicago Tribune just called it propaganda, and the Chicago Tribune is right leaning too. Um, and then the Catholic uh, uh, Christian Post said radicals don't want you to see this. You know, so you can see just based on the headlines, people have already chosen their narratives. The, the media has already set their agendas, chosen their narratives, and not necessarily critiquing it. Um, honestly, so if you in Rotten Tomatoes. Um, 48% score on Rotten Tomatoes, which is the little green splat. That was only based on 21 reviews. I don't know if, if that's a lot for for those things. The movie is not out on a lot of um, theaters. It's not like it's a, an Avengers release. And it received a 92%, however, on Rotten Tomatoes, though, from audience members. And that had about 4,100 reviews. So you really see the split. You know, You see that the people seeing it really want to show their support for it because they believe so strongly in this issue. Um while the people who basically are against um who are, who are not pro-life um are showing their um, anti-support if you will for the issue. Um which is one reason I'm doing what I'm doing and I'm trying to be honest. So I mentioned the the strong part was her journey that it, it depicted her journey and I think that was and she she, done, she did, there was some when you have such a serious film you need to have moments of levity to kind of let the audience breathe. They had a few, like I think when she's giving birth, when she actually has her baby, uh, middle of the film, and she's like in so so much pain, and she's like, the husband's like, the doctor said you're only two centimeters dilated. And she's like, what? And like a lot of the women laughed in the audience. So that that was a little moment. And then when they're they're out to dinner one night and they're laughing a little bit, there needed to be more of that. There needed to be more levity to let it breathe, or at least let the levity last longer, because... The film is so intense. Um, The real weakness, though, is she has a constant voiceover throughout the whole film. She's telling us what she was thinking, where she was going, and it's preachy. It's like, I think it could have been effective if used more intermittently, but it's like, you need to let me see it. And this is what I said earlier. Let me see what she's going through maybe let me experience it don't tell me you don't retain as much when you're told something people retain what they see and then what they hear whether it's the emotion on her face there could have been she's like so that changed me you know i didn't know what to do i felt alone you don't need to tell me that let me just see it now i'm distracted and i'm not I'm just listening, so that was I, I. think the the biggest weakness of the film, and, and that part of the writing was not that great. I think, and and this is the weakness of I think Christian films in general is they're, they're preachy. And um, I'm taking a class this semester as I'm earning my PhD, and it's it's a lot. Um, I'm exhausted a lot, and then with the sun, but it's it's where I'm at right now. And this the class I'm taking this spring is interesting. It's theology and communication. So I'm reading about, and I, I have very little understanding of theology. Um, I've not studied that much of it. But we've read some really interesting books. Um, we read Bonhoeffer. Bonhoeffer's one, he tried to help Jews escape from, from the Nazis. He was, he was ended up being killed for his action. He almost ended up assassinating Hitler. He was in a plot for that, but he was discovered. Um, but a couple of the books we read, um, Fred Craddock I really enjoyed, um, Kierkegaard. And and there are some others too. Um, They talked about, and they they mentioned C.S. Lewis a lot. C.S. Lewis, of course, wrote the Chronicles of Narnia. Using, so apologetics is kind of like a defending of the faith. So defending Christianity. But they argue we need that apologetics needs to be imaginative. He He needs to talk about, he needs to connect with people through the imagination first. And then you can have more logical reasoned conversation. So I, this film doesn't, okay. the voiceover, the preaching, the constant preaching at me, like in that play I saw, the, the the worst play I've ever seen in my life, where they preached at me, the whole, you know, and they told me, here's what's gonna, you're gonna see, here's what's gonna happen. And I see this play and it's awful. And then they told me what I just saw. And I'm like, this is in a church. And, don't do that. Let me experience it. Let my mind experience it and soak it in. And that was kind of generally the reaction of the people afterwards, even despite the the voiceover, is, you know, people were talking. A couple of us looked pretty forlorn and intense, um, but not many. A lot of the students were chatting. People were smiling and talking. And it's the kind of film that you really, it, it sinks in. And then after maybe like a few days or a week, then you're like, okay, this is what I saw. This is what I'm feeling, especially with teenagers too, because you're still they're still kind of coming into their own, and finding their voice, uh, most of them, and they're great kids too. I'm actually really looking forward to to just discussing it with them, both content wise and as a film. So, um, should you see it? Eh, I don't know. It's it's really up to you. I saw it at the Rockaway Theater in um, Rockaway, New Jersey, AMC. Um. I would say see it. I would give it like so the Chicago Tribune, which is right leaning, so I thought it would be maybe a little fair looking at it. Um I might give it like two and a half stars. You know, I'm sometimes generous with my stars, maybe, so I could bump it down to two. But I want to try to be honest. I mean, it's it's not a four or five star. I'm not that ignorant. I'm looking at it as a films. I, I would say two and a half. You know, the writing. Okay, the acting, some of it really good. Content, yes. Direction, mm, So it's fair. It was a fair film. Discussing something that should be discussed. Because the all the information should be out there. You know, if you want to make a decision, if you want to know what you think about such an, an issue like abortion, just like the same thing with like whether it's global warming, any of these hot-button topics homosexuality gay marriage like all the information should be available and not hidden so we can make the most educated decision individually the best decision we can make based on the evidence and the research that's out there and of course emotions are involved you know that that, as we as we saw in the film with abby you know having had two so she understood and then afterwards when she turns around and she becomes one of the the protesters. And protesters isn't even a good word. They're kind of just like the, I don't know, maybe con- they're like just prayers. They're just there. You know, you see how God worked in her. And, and and so the fact that she's a Christian and she's performing abortions you're like, Christian, that's hypocritical. It just, it shows you that we're all imperfect. And, and the film does depict that, that, you know, her family accepts her back, and no matter where you're at, no matter what you think, even if you've had an abortion, if you if you've if you get shamed for 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 any lifestyle you're living for what for whatever it is, and if and if and if other Christians or pastors are growing up and they shame you and say, you're an awful person, you're a sinner, you're going to hell. That person was not acting Christ-like. and I personally apologize for that. Because the truth is God welcomes all people. Jesus died for all people. He just said, come to me as you are. I love you. I created you. Just just come. Come to me. And those are the type of, that, that's how we need, that's how Christians need to act. We need to be relational. We need to be gracious. We're not enabler. Don't enable people. We bring the truth Jesus was gracious and truthful. It's balance. And that's the kind of experience people people need. And it's the type of experience we should attempt to Christians should attempt to bring to others. So um I would think it's 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 worth seeing because it's worth opening and continuing that conversation. Um and then go see Avengers Endgame in a couple weeks, you know, or maybe maybe see Unplanned first and then see endgame afterwards. <laughs> Cause you know, it won't be as emotionally draining, you know, because newsflash Spider-Man's not dead. You know, the like second the trailer for his next one came out. So maybe I'll review that one and you know, we'll talk more about passion. I'm thinking the next podcast though, I'm gonna be talking about church and like how people do church. You know, and then we we need to stop just doing church, basically going through the motions. That's probably going to be my next topic. So, thank you all so much for joining me. Have a happy, happy Easter and three, Good Friday and three day weekend. Catch you next time. Thank you for joining us for this episode of Authentic Christianity. My name is Michael Rett, and we'll see you next time.